0: This is Ethics and Etiquette, a thought provoking dialogue about everyday dilemmas. I'm your host, Marna Ashburn, here with wife, mother, and attorney, Kelly Halligan Zimmerman. Morning, Kelly. Hi, Marna. Hi, Mike. Good morning, everybody. And Mike Derrick, a retired Army officer, combat vet, and father of four. Hi, Mike.
1: Good morning, Marna, and good morning, Kelly, and I'd like to say good morning to all of our listeners.
0: It's so good to be with you, our listeners, and also with you, Mike and Kelly. Thanks for joining us as we hang out, start a conversation, and learn a thing or two together. Here we are at our final episode for 2022, and this is the traditional time to do some reflection on the year and look forward to our New Year's resolutions, or as I like to say, New Year's intentions. As always, for me, the list includes. Stop cussing, quit gossiping, and lose 20 pounds. Ralph Waldo Emerson was noted for greeting friends with the question, what has become clear to you since we last met? His intent was an invitation and a challenge to guests to assess the progress of their thinking. So, Mike, Kelly, I'd like to ask each one of you on our final show of the year, what has become clear to you in 2022, either in the context of the work we do on this podcast or otherwise? And I'm going to throw it over to Mike first. He had the most dramatic life event this year, I think, when he became a grandfather. His daughter, Kate, had a baby. So, Mike, let's start with you.
1: Thanks, Marna. You know, and Marna, I just want to say, for the benefit of our audience, I love it when you give me homework like this, where you have to reflect on a year and think about, oh, what what has become clear to me? Lots going on this year. It's very
0: useful. Yeah.
1: I don't get much homework anymore. Marna, by the way. So thank you for that. The teacher Um, in
0: you loves it, right?
1: It does. He does. It does. Yes. Um, So yeah, great year. I just look back. Many wonderful things happened in 2022 for us. You mentioned the birth of our granddaughter, top of the list, um, but other good things too. And uh, so I kind of sifted through all that and tried to find a theme. And this won't surprise too many of our listeners, but You know what I learned. What I take away from this year, in short, is get outside, into the wilderness, and spend time. And I know we hear that, and everybody talks about it. And but you know, I had the chance to do it this year with um, three big events. The first was sort of unexpected. Um, A friend of ours invited us to Arkansas in March. I had never been to Arkansas. And um, as a Yankee, you know, had some perhaps uh, unfair opinions of Arkansas. And uh, boy, did we have fun walking through the hills and mountains of Arkansas on a hiking trip, by the way. And, you know, seeing the spring unfold earlier than we would here in northern New York State. And so it kind of jump-started my year outside and uh, so that was number 1 and then the second was Kathy and I took a month and we walked uh, Vermont's Long Trail. We started at Massachusetts border and we finished at the border with Canada. And um, that was again just this total immersion outdoors and I I look back on it now and I just realize that you know there've been some really good spin-off effects for for me certainly just speaking from my very narrow perspective. So that's my thought for the year is, folks, if you have the chance to get outside, it could be for five minutes, it could be for five days, um, do that. It can be in your yard, um, it can be in a park, or if you have the opportunity, get out into, you know, some forests that are really wild. And um, forests, hills, plains, mountains, whatever it is in your part of the world. And just kind of spend time, because it's so subtle, but it's so effective in kind of renewing your physical strength, your mental strength. Uh, If you go with somebody, your relationships are stronger. Um, Oh, by the way, you might learn a few things, and you come out of the forest, and you're a little calmer, you're a little better. And uh, so that's my thought for this year.
0: I like that. And like you said, it doesn't have to be Appalachian or Arkansas or Vermont. Right, Just find yourself a park with a trail.
1: There you go, yeah.
0: And can you tell me one of the uh, good effects that you've noticed from that,
1: Mike? You know, I'd say in a world where we're exhausted by all the information we are subjected to and all the inputs and sometimes the noise and the drama. And so I think when I came out of the woods this year, I just was a little calmer and a little less wound up and interested in all the noise around me. And so just kind of a, the ability to to see what's most important and to pay attention to what's most important and kind of let the other stuff just kind of slip away. Don't spend time on it.
0: Very clarifying.
1: Yeah, I, that's, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. So Okay. that's one effect.
0: That sounds very appealing, and I'm going to do that.
1: Yeah. So, you know, hopefully you guys and our listeners can maybe in 2023 – Get out in the woods. Yeah. More.
0: My, my woods would be the parks nearby since I'm a tourist and I like my creature comforts and sleeping on the ground is just not really for yeah. me. Yeah,
1: No, no, I'm not asking people to go Eating to packets
0: place. of <laughs> <laughs> oatmeal. For...
1: Oh, no, wait, wait, Mona, wait. You've never eaten, you know, my breakfast <laughs> in the backcountry. Your oh, specialty. <laughs> it, yeah, it does not come out of a little paper envelope, okay?
0: Oh, it doesn't? It's just saying. Nope,
1: okay. nope, 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 uh, nope.
0: I underestimated your cooking.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's another topic for another day.
0: (laughs) And by the way, we have done two podcast episodes on Mike and Kathy's uh, hiking adventures. um, They're on our site if you want to listen to them, and I will post links in the show notes as well if you want to hear more about it. Kelly, what has become clear to you?
2: Well, first that what has become clear to me doesn't compare to what has become clear to Mike. (laughs) I feel a little intimidated. Uh, Come on, Kelly.
1: That's not the Kelly I know. I have
2: not been hiking through Vermont or Arkansas, but I did go to Arkansas to watch my daughter compete in a (laughs) track meet, and I have to say I did think it was very beautiful, and I was surprised, I think, at, at the beauty of it. And I thought... I mean, it would be a beautiful place to retire. It just it just I thought was gorgeous. Yeah. So, big shout out
1: for Arkansas.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely gets a uh, a bad rap. Okay, what has become clear to me and my answer is not a whole lot. Uh, the <laughs> not more a lot. <laughs> not a whole lot. <laughs> People that know me probably aren't surprised. The more I know, I realize the less I know. I think life is so complicated. Uh, And I think as you age, you really see all the nuances and realize things aren't black and white, and just that there's a lot going on, and it's complex, and it's hard to wrap your arms around it. So I would just say I sort of accept that, you know, I I don't know a whole lot, but, you know, that I, I kind of try to keep three things in mind based on... Really some r- real right recent life experiences and that's you know tr- try to be kind, uh, have a s- sense of humor I think that's super important. Mm-hmm. be grateful and live in the now. I think those are things that have become clear to me really over the last several years so be kind, good sense of humor, grateful, and live in the now and I think those are kind of the keys to health, and happiness.
0: As they say, it is simple. It's not easy. <laughs> it is simple, right? I mean, yeah. wouldn't you say that came That's to you, good. Mike, when you That's were out good. in the woods? It's simple.
1: Yeah. It's not easy. Well, you know, what I'm hearing from Kelly is, is, you know, sort of the same, many of the same insights I gathered. You just didn't... Uh, get a lot of blisters figuring that out
2: (laughs) yeah I just was sitting on my uh tush (laughs) driving to work thinking (laughs) thinking 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 realizing that I don't know anything
1: (laughs) this is the wisdom of Kelly yeah
2: wisdom comes in many different ways yeah Yeah. okay
0: thanks Kelly that's a good reminder being grateful that's a a daily discipline I try to uh, remember as well for me I'm a writer, so um, I was writing this essay yesterday about what's become clear to me and I'm pretty much just going to read it to you because I'm not quite as articulate as Kelly and Mike because I'm a writer. So here it is. It's become clear to me that we are far from being past the COVID pandemic. Just in my circle of friends and family, I'm hearing about the disturbing downriver effects of COVID, especially the social, psychological, emotional, cultural, and academic effects I'm hearing from child and adolescent psychologists in the building where I work that they are treating more anxiety and disorders than ever before. This is children. And speech therapists tell me they treat 9-year-olds who can't even read because of the interruption. Remote schooling and mask wearing interrupted learning at critical points and limited their socialization. My heart breaks for those families who had loved ones die at hospitals nursing homes during COVID, and they couldn't be with them at the moment of their death or have a proper funeral until much later. And I just can't imagine the grief and heartache there. And still the masks. What do we think about not seeing people's smiles or their mouths moving as they speak? It's unnerving to me. Always was, still is. I recently had the oddest consultation with a doctor in her office. We sat at least 10 feet apart, with a huge desk and a plexiglass panel between us and she was masked. It was surreal. Likewise, transactions at the post office have become awkward and frustrating. I can't hear the clerk's words through her mask and the plexiglass shield. Is this the new normal? There's no telling what depression and anxiety occurred among teenagers at a vulnerable stage of life when they went to their rooms and learning took place in Zoom classrooms. Socialization was stunted Sports seasons were interrupted for two years. College students were sent home until further notice. And I've heard many stories of university students who were completely derailed and never finished university studies, and of high school students who lost their momentum to even apply to college. Last year, I had a long conversation with one of my friends who is a single father of two high schoolers at the time, and he was lamenting that. One would not even have a graduation ceremony, and the other had already decided to get a GED after junior year. There would be no senior trips, senior night, award ceremonies, proms, graduations. He couldn't articulate where his head was, but he knew he was sad about it. I said to him, you wanted all those milestones and rites of passage for your daughters, even if they didn't know what they would be missing. You did, and you wanted them and you wanted the moments and the memories and the photo opportunities which you are for sure not getting now. That represents a loss to you that must be acknowledged and it must be grieved. He told me later that it really helped him to talk to me about it and to hear what I had to say. So it's become clear to me this year that the effects of the pandemic remain with us. We're still dealing with the aftermath and we need to acknowledge the grief and have our individual and collective conversations about strategies to deal with it. It's one thing to say, shake it off. It's a good lesson in resilience, but I think that's a trite response to what is really a trauma. The first step, I think, is acknowledgement. For the vast number of young people affected, I think we need to help them with the strategies and tools to accept it, to assimilate the loss, to make adjustments and move on, and ultimately gin up that resilience in the process that we like to talk about. So that is my hope for 2022. I hate to be such a bummer about it, but um, ultimately, I'm hopeful that we can do that. Oof. I know.
1: Wow, Marna. Uh, it's been on sucked. my
0: mind for several weeks, yeah. months, actually. Yeah. I finally just got it out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. See, you have the boldness to say what I think many of us have been thinking. You know, it's, uh, we, it's not over yet. And oh, by the way, the effects of it may be more than we expected.
0: Yes, and for years we might see them. Yeah. I'm seeing the economy, too. I didn't even mention the economy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. all the help-wanted signs and staff shortages.
1: Yeah, hmm. I think your comments about children and the effect on children are, are especially uh, important because I was talking to somebody last night about high school because they happened to know somebody I went to high school with. It was just a very random, unexpected connection. And how important high school and even junior high, elementary school looms in our lives. And like you talked about, the rites of passage that each of those include. And having missed those, so many young people now are, they're a little unmoored. They're floating around out there. So. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Kelly, your thoughts? Did things take a dark turn here?
2: (laughs) Yeah, they took a dark turn, and and I'm going to be honest, I don't know that I agree with a lot of what you said. So, I mean, maybe it's the eternal optimist in me, but I do feel we're past it. I had a high schooler during that time. I think a lot of the kids, I agree, on the younger children, the educational impact was real, and I think the Zoom year was tough. But, I mean, that was... Who school, I mean, that was during my son's sophomore year, and he's halfway through his senior year. So last year they had, you know, their dances and all their fun stuff, and they've had it so far this year. So they've really been on full track for a couple of years now. So I guess I viewed it as more in the rearview mirror. And I also think this is kind of getting at what you said, which shows maybe that I'm inappropriate. But I also think, excuse my language, but shit happens so we need to move on. And I think we've had plenty of time to grieve over it. I mean, oh. as far as generally speaking, not for people who, who suffered losses, and those are real. But I mean, as far as missed milestones and those kinds of things. I mean, I think children, again, that had educational losses, that's different. That's oh, what's... I
0: agree we need to move on. But I also think that moving on is a process which particularly younger people need guidance on it, grieving and moving on. And assimilating lost. It's more than just saying, hey, get over it.
2: Oh, yeah, no, I agree. I just think it's been a couple of years. And I know a lot of people are still masking, and especially healthcare providers. Part of me wonders if some of that isn't, you know, I know they say it's COVID related, but it's such a bad flu season. I think a lot of people now are comfortable masking just generally for health reasons. Like no one would ever wear a mask before COVID. But now I think when it's a bad flu season or different reasons, people mask for those reasons. I just flew to Minnesota from Philadelphia and it's a three hour flight there and very few people were masked on the Hmm. plane. Maybe 15% if that, you know, so it's none of the stewardesses or stewards um i actually did mask both ways but only because of the flu i just thought you know it's it's this rather long flight and i know it's a really se- severe flu season for various reasons i haven't gotten my flu shot so you know i decided to wear my mask but literally just put it on as i was walking on the plane and took it off as i walked off the plane mm-hmm. anyways i'm Sorry, Marna, I'm just being honest.
0: Kelly, it's not the first time we've disagreed.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, I respect what you're saying, and I'm glad you shared it, and I'm sure a lot of people, it'll resonate with them.
1: Well, I'm really glad you brought that perspective, Kelly, because I will dare to speak for Marna here. Our kids are no longer in high school, and so, you know, we're sort of looking at it once removed, and you're still in the mix. You are talking about it every day at the dinner table. And so perhaps your perspective is a little more on board with where things are. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's really easy as you get away from situations to become more critical of them and more concerned about them. It kind of reminds me, I'm sure you guys remember this. Remember the two old guys on the Muppets who sat up in the balcony and they had (laughs) They the had nothing good to say. <laughs> the curmudgeons. They, all, yeah. they were super funny, but yeah. they were super negative, and they just, oh, you know. you know. So Marna and I have to strive not to become the two old guys on the Muppets up in the balcony, just, you know, finding fault with the rest of the world. I think it's great for us to hear that, you know, yeah. and I think it speaks to the fact that things are very different in different parts of our country, too. You know? Yes. Yeah, you know, and I, yours I, is a Philadelphia and Mid Atlantic perspective. Marna is kind of. Uh, little further south and who knows where i am
2: (laughs) yeah i mean and i also think uh, you know i think your family and i certainly think people that are not as well off financially have definitely suffered a far more significant impact from covid yeah totally i agree for sure yeah um and and i'm really that's the educational piece Mm -hmm. um which is so damaging yeah and i'm well
0: aware that i was in a rarefied place during COVID. I lived alone at the time, and I wasn't working at the time, so I didn't have children at home doing Zoom schooling and spouse working from home, you know, all those complications that people talked about. So what I'm hearing now is from other people who have, have their own stories, parents and professionals like the child psychologists and the speech therapists that I'm in contact with, and that's what they're telling me. That's my concern it's not firsthand, but it's what I hear from others. So my hope is that um, we do learn from this and gain resilience. That's certainly an important trait to have in life. But um,
2: yeah, I mean, it's, it's critical. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, you know, and that's all the studies show that those parents that swoop in and try to protect their children from suffering and just, you know, how hard life Had their be. kid's life. Yeah. yeah, when they're in high school and try to step in and give advice that maybe is over the top. And I certainly have been guilty of this. All the studies show you shouldn't do that. Have confidence in your child. Let them go through it. Let them handle it. It'll give them that skill of resilience, which will really stand them in great stead as they go through life. And they get to college and they're on their own and they have to deal with stuff, whatever it is, because that resilience, Resilience is is really critical to really a happy life.
1: Wise words, Kelly. Yep. Wise words. It's hard to live hard to live those words though, I tell you. <laughs> oh my gosh. My, yeah, you no. Know, it's, my, my are... it's not
2: easy, it's simple. <laughs> yeah. Right, no, exactly. Back to that, I, mean, that, Marna. Geez. I to I totally agree. And I think you learn these things as you age. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, with our third, we're definitely much more hands off. Mm-hmm. Let mm-hmm. him figure it out let him go through it he can do it he can handle it step back and hopefully he'll be that much more prepared and confident as he kind of goes through True. life
1: but but I bet your your older kids you know they have grown up in the same household perhaps you were a more activist parent with your older kids and um, you know they're doing okay too so
2: yeah yeah but I think you. Maybe you realize the mistakes you made and think, oh, if I hadn't done that, Mm -hmm. I might have done them a better (laughs) service. You know, I I don't know. You can, I I guess, Monday morning quarterbacking, but.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I would also say don't back off so much that you're not talking to them and they're not talking to you because. Mm These are complex issues. They do need to be talked through. You don't necessarily have to swoop in like a helicopter mom, but advise and counsel.
1: Yeah,
2: very much agree.
1: Sounds like we have another podcast topic here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking notes. (laughs) But I do have a hope, and it sort of ties into your statement, Marna, and I I think Mike has a hope as well. Would it be okay if I share my hope? Let's turn this uh, conversation around to upbeat yeah. Hopeful.
1: Oh, I'm not very yeah. upbeat on this next one, but go ahead. You guys lead.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, Kelly? mine is a little bit hopeful, and it really just relates to almost the conversation we just had. Um, my hope is that we live in a more accepting and open society, and that we don't cancel each other out and get angry when people don't agree with us, but we listen. And we hear what our friends and family have to say, and we be curious. And hopefully, I know you just did that, Marna. Hopefully I did as well. But it would be great to return to the days that I remember as a child, where we would sit at the table and we could debate all different issues, including politics, and agree to disagree, and discuss things with respect and no anger, curiosity versus being kind of stuck in our corners and just having such a bias towards our positions that we can't we're just stuck and we can't hear Mm -hmm. what anyone else has to say
0: i'll say a big amen
2: to that one
1: yeah me too me too that's a wonderful thought kelly
2: yeah i just it would be so great if we could just do that and be respectful and and i think we could all learn so much from each other if we could Mm -hmm. We could do that. So that's my, and I just want to wish everybody, our our listeners, and you, Marna, and you, Mike, and your families, just very, very happy holidays and happy and healthy New Year. Well, thank you. Thanks, Kelly. Mike, you have a
0: um, wish oh, a hope I don't, for the I don't coming know year? If I,
1: can, I don't know if I can follow Kelly's upbeat note there, because mine, unlike my experience from this year, it's it's negative, I think. You guys certainly know, our listeners know, I spent a career in the military. I also was a foreign area officer, so I worked with our allies around the world and spent a lot of time overseas. And I'm just deeply, deeply concerned about the war between Ukraine and Russia right now. And it's, in and of itself, it's horrible but its potential to destabilize the rest of the world. It's doing that already, but to an even greater extent is, is significant. And, um, you know, Europe has not been at war in 66 years, which is about as long as Europe has been peaceful in history. Wow! And um, And so this is a dramatic change, and it is one which now may reach out and affect the rest of us even more than it has already. And so I just... My hope for the new year is that we somehow could find peace in Europe. Those two countries can find a way to resolve this. It doesn't just become the beginning of something even worse. So, very negative. I'm sorry. I know. Well we're That's gonna my send, hope. That's so my hope for the new year. We're going to send wishes
0: and hopes for peace in Europe from all yeah, of us. Yeah. I actually have a personal stake in that. My daughter was a Peace Corps volunteer in Ukraine for two years. She's been back for several years, but she recently brought her best friend from Ukraine and her best friend's son, who's five, to the U.S. on a humanitarian visa for two years to keep them safe and away from harm. She's had a great outpouring from her network where they live of people helping her friend and and my daughter's godson out. It's really heartwarming to see. And they're both doing very well, but anxious to get back to Ukraine. So we have powerful reasons to wish for peace there. Powerful and personal.
1: Yeah, and a big shout out to Elena. So many people talk about doing something, and Elena, in fact, is doing something. And that's, uh, my hat's off to her.
2: She's walking the walk, not just (laughs) talking the talk. I'm proud of her, too. Oh, my gosh. You should be. She's yeah. wonderful.
0: We typically will end the show with on a positive note. I think we've had the hopes for 2023. I have a positive note, which relates to the to the World Cup. Uh, positive notes is something that's beautiful or uplifting that we've noticed in our lives or in the culture. And I saw the pictures online of the Japanese fans at the World Cup cleaning up the stadium, carrying bags and bags full of trash out of the stands after the games. Wow. Even when they lost their match to Croatia. They still cleaned up after the match. So whatever else you can say about the Japanese today, I'm going to salute them for their manners and their courtesy. That's my positive note.
1: That's pretty cool.
2: Awesome. Can they come to my house? Yeah. (laughs) Check out those pictures.
0: It's amazing.
1: I I missed that, Marna, so that's really interesting. Not terribly surprising, but uh, to do that overseas and having lost a game, Wow.
0: Yeah, yeah, and apparently the the players left their uh, locker rooms in immaculate condition mm-hmm. as well, the Japanese players. Okay. Thank you, Mike and Kelly. To wrap up, in 2022 we brought you 12 full episodes of Ethics and Etiquette. The topics covered were text etiquette, splitting the check at a restaurant, Zoom call etiquette, the Supreme Court leak, things you should never say, things you should always say. Should you lend money to a friend? Political tell-all books and unsolicited advice among others. We hope we gave you something to think about. It has truly been a privilege for us this year. Thanks for being on this journey with us. We'll be back in 2023 with more thought-provoking dialogues. Until then, let's keep the conversation going. Send us your thoughts anytime, inbox at etiquette.com Leave a voicemail at our website, ethicsandetiquette.com. Our Instagram is at ethicsetiquette and our Facebook page Ethics and Etiquette. For Kelly Halligan Zimmerman and Mike Derrick, I'm Marna Ashburn, and this is Ethics and Etiquette. From all of us, we wish you a very happy holiday and a wonderful new year. See you next time.